You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, the Braves pulled a pitcher with a no-hitter at home in the World Series. Old school baseball writers' heads were exploding, but were they right? Andy Poland joins me late on a Sunday night, so get ready for some fresh NFL Sunday Nuggets and Notes. All that plus a big fat told you so. That was too easy. Your 40-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Monday, November 1st, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Hopefully you had a great Halloween. It did not gorge too much on your kids' trick-or-treat candy. Well, 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 here we are in the month of November now, and it's about to get real. We got World Series talk coming up in just a second. Also, at the end of today's podcast, if you don't like it when I'm so, so right, and I peacock it and say, told you so, you can just skip the last five minutes of the podcast. I do anyway. I can barely make it through half of them now. Okay, that, that that's quite enough. On a Monday, too. Today's show is going to be good, I think. So let's start with college football, and let's start with a Zabe rant. Can somebody please tell me? Where is the only piece of graphic information we all need right now? And why isn't it standard operational 
practice to print this grid embedded in every fucking story that's out there about college football. I'm Googling and Googling college football rankings, week nine, college football rankings. And I'm getting a million different stories that say, oh, you know, and they're all written the same way. And they go out of their way to hide crucial bits of information. Things like this. Michigan State moved up to number five in the Associated Press College Football Poll and Wake Forest became a top 10 team on Sunday for the first time in school history. Georgia's unanimous number one for the fourth straight week. Cincinnati remained at number two, but Alabama jumped ahead of Oklahoma to number three with the Sooners landing at number four. Star running back Kenneth Walker and the Spartans jumped three spots by being Michigan in the weekend's biggest game. The last time Michigan State broke into the top five was 2015 when the Spartans eventually made the college football playoff. Blah, 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 blah. The first CFP selection committee rankings of the season will be released on Tuesday night. In the AP poll, Ohio State slipped to a spot at number six despite holding off Penn State. Oregon was number seven. Notre Dame, Michigan. Did Alabama fucking play this week? They did not. Okay, good. I had to search and search and search and look and look and left out of the Associated Press. They mentioned Alabama. Alabama jumped ahead of Oklahoma to number three. And how about that phrase, while not playing this week on a bye? Would have been nice, AP. Instead, I had to go looking for it. And I went to the top 25 scoreboard. And I saw, I don't see Alabama here. But maybe there's a problem with my college football scoreboard. I got to make sure. Oh, shut up already. Jesus. Now I got autoplay ads here on ESPN. And I know you're going to say, oh, poor baby. You had to Google stuff. Oh, it's fucking frustrating. Am I wrong about that? So then you go and you just look for the current top 25. And you get the team and you get the record. And then they usually list number of votes. First place votes usually depends on what story. I I, I, I I don't need to know the votes. Here's the grid I need. Who's ranked where after this week? What was the score of the game exactly? And how what was it at or at home of this week? So let's say Georgia, Florida. Give me that score. By the way, Georgia romped. More on them in a second. Give me their record. And then give me who they have next. That's it. Rank them in in order. Just that's the grid. There you go. One, two, three, four, all the way down to 20. Tell me who they played this past week. Tell me what their record is. And then tell me who they're playing the following week. I would also like it if they then showed in further columns to the right who the rest of their schedule is. But I guess I'm going to have to create that grid myself. If somebody knows where this grid is weekly published and printed, that'd be great. Send me a link and I'll make sure to share with everybody because, gosh dang, does it frustrate the living hell out of me. Time now for your stat of the day. Stat of the day. Georgia is now eight games into their year, and they're 8-0. Their defense has more interceptions, 10, than touchdowns allowed, 6. And the defense and special teams has scored three touchdowns and pitched two shutouts. Behold, your stats, plural, 
of the day. All right, I guess the stat is their defense has more interceptions than touchdowns allowed. But the extra bonus is defense special teams has three touchdowns and they've pitched two shutouts in the process. They're the best team in the country by a good margin, but they're going to have to play and beat Alabama to prove it, which it seems like they'll probably get that chance when it's all said and done. Dagger of the week had to be Jim Harbaugh losing yet again to little brother, as they call Michigan State, in a game that was marred by, oh, an instant replay failure. According to many who watched the game, a defensive touchdown that was overruled by replay when it was clear it should have been in favor of Big Blue. Harbaugh now against Ohio State and Michigan State is a very uninspiring, if not outright bad, 3-9. and nine. Three and nine against the only two teams that really matter when you are rooting for the maize and blue. He is also two and 13 against teams in the top 10. Big game Jimmy is not exactly his nickname right now at Michigan. Now, is it? And I thought he was going to be great in college. I thought he was a slam dunk home run hire. That his intensity and his weirdness wouldn't have a chance to get a team to wear off on it because they're here and gone. They go through too quick. That his style didn't work in the pros because eventually the pros there were like, Jesus, enough already. What is with this guy? College, I thought, oh, you bring in a new crop of guys and they're all about, rah, rah, who's got it better than us? Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Anyway. Uh, other notable things from college football the weekend. First of all, I think it's hilarious that Wake Forest is a top 10 team. And by hilarious, I don't mean hilarious. I think it's great for every Wake alum out there. In fact, my neighbor, shout out to Elwin Murray up at the top of the street. Big Wake Forest alum. I think he's a second generation. He's had two kids go to Wake as well. Loves Wake Forest. Top 10 football school. Who would have thunk it, right? And how about Paul Christ and the Wisconsin Badgers clawing their way way back into the West race in the Big Ten with a solid, no doubt about it, 27-7 win over Iowa, who has lost their way, has lost their mojo after they stormed the field after uh, climbing to as high as number two in the country. They, why? Why? We were dizzy. We, we, we were a little bit dizzy about how highly we were ranked. Ohio State had a bit more of a tussle with Penn State than maybe some would have expected. And there's Cincinnati. They, you know, they win again. They're currently second. It's gonna be hard to keep them out of the, you know, playoff. I'm I'm ready for the playoffs to expand because it would be very fascinating right now to be talking about who's gonna sneak in in the bottom half. You know, you got Michigan, Wake, Okie State, and Auburn. 9 through 12 right now, with Texas A&M, Baylor, Mississippi on the outside looking in. This will provide for fascinating talk down the stretch of the college football season because those are all programs that could theoretically rise up and pull off an upset perhaps in the first round of the playoffs. Could they win it all? It's unlikely, but I'd like to see exactly how it plays out. Now to baseball. Ian Anderson of the Braves had a no-hitter going on Friday night in Atlanta. Threw five innings on a rainy night 
in Atlanta. He ends up getting pulled after five scoreless, hitless innings by Brian Snitker, manager Atlanta Braves. People lost their minds. How can you do this? Ken Rosenthal writing for The Athletic writes, How to Fix MLB's Pitching Crisis. He says that baseball has lost its way, and this was another prime example of it. He says what should be done is the gradual implementation of two new rules, one limiting the size of a pitching staff, the other one requiring a team to lose its DH once it removes its starting pitcher. That would be the first step. Such rules would need to be negotiated in a new collective bargaining agreement, but the revival of starting pitching would benefit both players, leading to higher salaries for larger number of pitchers and owners, improving the product and generating greater interest. Greater interest. See, that's what Mr. X said on Friday's podcast. He's not real interested in this World Series because there's no great pitching matchups. Said Rosenthal, repeat after me, everyone would win. Well, not necessarily. I'd say there's a lot of relievers who would not win in this if you reduce the number of jobs for bullpen arms. Other people just teed off on the fact that, hey, it was 50 degrees, raining, he had about a 50-50 ball-to-strike ratio, so, so, so it's not like he was cruising. And, you know, the pitching rotation for the Braves needs to plan on a full seven-game series, even though it may not go that far. Others had said, uh, just a couple comments I pulled, lost its way. No, baseball discovered that there's more effectiveness when hitters face different pitchers rather than the same ones three or four times a game. I don't care if he had a no-hitter. He gave it his all, and it could have derailed easily. Well, the answer from Snitker, the manager, was pretty straightforward, and it's hard to argue with. Quote, he wasn't going to pitch a nine-inning no-hitter. I went with my eyes, my gut. It could have backfired, I guess. I thought in a game of this magnitude, he had done his job. Well, he did. He turned it over to the bullpen. They had a no-hitter going through eight. They end up winning the game anyway. That's the thing. This whole no-hitter thing is people are fakakta about that. They're obsessed. Oh, no-hitters. They're like magical things. It's a statistical anomaly that is not even that rare, per se. There's way more no-hitters than there are guys who have hit for the cycle. It's just a thing. Hey, you no-hit somebody. Great. What do you win? And like Snitker said, he wasn't going to go a full nine. Crazy. With the bullpen that they have. No chance. But the larger point is that, okay, so what can we do to make starters go longer? I guess a number of things, like Rosenthal said. I pressed Mr. X on this, and he kind of evaded the answer, maybe because he realizes that it's a fool's errand to even try. The romantic notion of baseball, which is you got this big ace starter. We got so-and-so, and he's going to carry us through the bulk of the game, maybe all the game if necessary. He's our guy. He's our horse. That is an antiquated notion. It's it's wonderful to look back and dream about, you know, the Jack Morris days. We talked about that last week with Charge. In fact, Friday we talked about it on the podcast. But is it efficient? Does it make sense? I see a lot of sense in not letting hitters get a third bite of the apple on a starter when the starter is now tired. That, to me, makes perfect sense. Also, if the olden days where there was a lot of relievers who didn't get as much of a percentage of the workload as they do now, and they just sat fallow in the 
dugout or the bullpen, is that an efficient or smart way to do things? People started to think, well, why do we do it this way? It's like going for it on fourth down in the NFL. It took a long time for teams to figure out we're not doing it right. The The old strategy is the wrong strategy. The games, in, in, in effect, have been hacked. They've been hacked by data mining and hacked by people daring to go, well, why don't we just do it differently? Fallow. Uh, I had, had to check this on the fly. I think I used that word correctly. Farmland plowed and harrowed but left unsown for a period in order to restore its fertility as part of a crop rotation or to avoid surplus production. Yes, perfect word usage by yours truly, El Baldo. I can't add a column of numbers to save my damn life. But guess what? I can use words pretty good. Yeah, why have relievers sit fallow in the bullpen if there's a smarter way to use them? All good questions. I do think every new stadium needs a roof, though. I mean, that must have been miserable if you went to that game on Friday night in Atlanta, sitting there in a cold October rain for damn near nine innings. But hey, they got the game in, so kudos to them for that. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do, too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, time now for our man, Andy Poland. He requested even later tonight because he wanted to hear Ron Rivera's post-game press conference. I bet it's going to be a doozy. Two more blocked Blewett field goals and a very debacle. 
Andrew Pollan, good evening, sir. What did Ron Rivera, fearless leader of the Washington football team, have to say? You know, I'm, I'm re-watching the news conference. I, I saw it live when they aired it on NBC Sports Washington, and it's not so much what he said, but I'm, I'm just watching him with this ridiculous W on his sweatshirt, and it just it just symbolizes the whole Megillah, you know? Like, <laughs> I understand they had to have a name change. I get that, but... Just where this franchise is right now, you know, all the off the field stuff that's going on, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like it, ancient it, history. It hit yeah. home as the team fell to two and six in a 17 to 10 loss to a floundering Bronco team that had come in three and four and was losing defensive players by the minute in this game. Right. And, and, and late in the game, they said to Washington, oh, here take it come on we're gonna give you one more chance just just to see what you can do here (laughs) but the but i'm sure the topic all week is gonna be on this kicker they brought in from checks notes home depot who has now had three kicks blocked in his first two games that has to be a record of some sort he stinks chris blew it deserves to go right back to Home Depot in the Bolts aisle. I, I, I'm sure it's the first time it's happened since the merger in 1970. Now, prior to that, you had like a fat lineman who used to double as a kicker, you know, and you only had like 32 guys on a roster and they played on muddy fields sure, and sure. kicking wasn't their primary responsibility. But ever since it became a profession to be just a kicker, yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine you get three kicks blocked in two weeks. So the sacrifice of Dustin Hopkins, who, by the way, was picked up by the Chargers within the week. So it's not right. like he had to sit on the, on the, at home on the couch very long. Was, was made the move to cut him was just a, a virgin sacrifice because Ron Rivera has no other answers for why his team is bad. It was right. one of the most egregiously cowardly coaching moves I've seen in a long time. Oh, you cut the kicker. Why? Because he missed two of his 14 kicks? Oh, really? And you think this guy you're bringing in from Home Depot is going to be better? Is that it? And now he sucks. I I wasn't so much against the move to cut Hopkins, but it it is ridiculous to bring in a kicker who last kicked in a college game three years ago, four years ago. Right. Uh, There there are former NFL kickers out there. And, yeah, he looked good in shorts with nobody rushing him kicking. But that's not the NFL. That's not how it's played. So, yeah, that's where I fault them. But Hopkins, to me, uh, was disappointing, and even before Rivera got here, he missed some big kicks. So, yeah, the season is now basically over at two and six. Oh, is yeah. that fair yeah. to say? Was it over it's, before the game? I mean, had they won, you could say, okay, they, there's a sign of life. The patient's not dead yet. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess you could, and then you'd have the two weeks to you know ponder it because you have the bye, and then Tampa comes in here. But yeah, realistically, uh, even if they won. They weren't really going to go anywhere this year, but it's uh, yeah, it's competitive football for 2021. It's over. It's over this year. It's over. So Tampa comes in after the bye. That's on the 14th. 
of uh, November. Did they end up winning that game? It's now late in the afternoon here. I got to check the scores. Do you know, Andy, if uh, Tampa came back to win well, against Mike- Trevor Simeon? No, the Saints won 36-27 to your final. Jameis Winston left the game with a knee injury or maybe an ankle. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what it was. A not quite a horse collar. It was like a nameplate shirt grab that caught him awkwardly. And I guess Taysom Hill's hurt as well. That's why he didn't play. So they had to go to uh, or, Trevor Simeon. Or, or Hill is not the backup quarterback. He's the gadget guy. So well, yeah, they would have played. played they would have played Hill. I think Hill is hurt because okay. Simeon played after Winston left the game, and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. mounted a comeback, but they lost, so they fall to six and two. But yeah, so so the Buccaneers come in week ten after the bye. That's assumed to be a loss at Carolina. The Ron Rivera. Revenge Bowl. Oh yeah, <laughs> possible win. I'll give okay. a win. Yeah, well, home win against games. home against Seattle. Russell Wilson probably should be back by then. The way it's looking, it's a whole month from now. Mm. The Raiders on the road nope. in early December, nope. and then a big chunk of division games. Cowboys. On the 12th of December, we don't know if Dak's going to make it till then. He's questionable for tonight's start against Minnesota, which begins in 15 minutes. He's out. Okay, he's He's out. out. Okay. Uh, Philly, big winners over Detroit, although they're a bad team. But that's just about the match for this Redskin-Wolfskin team is a bad team. Cowboys after that. So you got a Cowboy-Eagle-Cowboy sandwich. (laughs) And then the Eagles again. To end the year, or no, not to end the year, but week 17, and then the Giants. Look at that schedule. How come I didn't notice this? Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, mm-hmm. Giants to finish. That's going to feel so weird. Well, it's it's to create end of season interest. That that, that that's the the league. The league can do it. At oh, I know, I I know, I know. That's why they did it. I, I've never seen it quite like this. Have you? No, neither have I. But they 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 have once. You know what this started. Uh, this goes back to when uh, Colts had those great teams under Tony Dungy with Peyton Manning, and they had the division locked up by like Thanksgiving, and so they're just resting people, you know, throughout the rest of the season. So the NFL said, "Well, let's just stack up division games at the end, so there's a better chance that they're meaningful." So that's why they've, they've done it. Well, I don't mind a race through the division to end the year, like a Bing Bang Boom, one, two, three. Right. But eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Never seen it like that. Who no, else has no. this finish in the NFL this know. year? I'd have to look at the master either. grid. So the year is a wash. They don't have a quarterback. At some point, I guess Fitzpatrick will be healthy. You got to start him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because because you've seen what you got with Heineke. And Heineke's not your long-term answer, right? So, no. and and. And, and in and in the NFL or or generally in football, you don't lose your job because of injury. It happens. It happened with a guy named Tom Brady, but Heineke hasn't performed at a level high enough to keep the job, in my opinion. He's a moxie. So. He's a moxie guy who's a runaround mm. guy who's pretty good at these five yard crossers and four yard slants to McKissick, and occasionally catches a wide open McLaurin over the middle, but that's about it. And then, I mean, the last Hail Mary was pathetic. He yeah. couldn't even put it in the end zone. He doesn't have an arm. And the other thing is, once they get in the red zone, they're awful. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know? It's a bad team. Uh, I, I'm going to, in a way, be fascinated to listen to 
the local punditry this week on DC Sports Radio to see how they spin it and how because I feel like all year and this because I'm out of the game now I feel like I'm off to the side and I'm listening and I'm saying to myself you guys didn't really expect to be good this year did you and apparently apparently a lot of the radio pundits guys like JP Finley and guys like Grant Paulson kind of thought they'd be good this year well no the national media jumped on this too they thought that this defense was elite and that Fitzpatrick would be good enough. And Terry McLaurin, that's another thing that's really hurt them. Curtis Samuel hasn't played. Sure. And they thought, but you know, that's one of the main problems is they take McLaurin out of the game and they don't really have anybody else that uh, is a threat. threat. So they right. thought with those, those two guys, they would do that. Now, the Samuel thing, that's another layer of onion here because, you know, you already you have the trainer and the assistant trainer who are now on <clears throat> administrative leave as the FBI investigates them for a criminal matter. So, you know, is it is it their distraction that has caused this, the substitute trainers, that one week Samuel can play, the next week he can? I mean, there's a whole lot of, you know, there's so many things that you can unpack with this team, yeah. and none of them have to do with anything on the field. It's all off the field. Yeah. So, anyway, I did something today that I haven't done probably forever. Mm. At least since Twitter was invented. I didn't tweet a single thing about this game. That's my release. I I, I used to yell at the TV. Right. I no longer yell. I just tweet. You tweet into the void. (laughs) It's like yelling into the void. I I don't know if anyone's going to really care. Maybe somebody will email me and go, yeah, I noticed that. What the hell, man? I really used to like your (laughs) tweets turn Redskin and now Washington football team games. And I just kind of made the decision that if I'm divorcing my old team, we should probably sleep in different bedrooms right now. Because <laughs> I don't I don't tweet about the Jaguars. I don't tweet about the Bears. I don't live tweet Charger games. I don't live tweet the Browns. I don't. So if I'm not live tweeting all these other teams, why should I live tweet Washington games? Hmm? I don't know. I, for me, I find it therapeutic. Uh, I know I, I would I'd be scre- well of course I, I'm, I'm I'm beyond screaming anymore I mean I just kind of throw up my you, hands most of the time do you feel like your fandom is starting to bleed out I'm a lifer you know I, I am uh, I am I am red in Sawshank Redemption right. uh, so you know I'm, I'm in and but, uh, but I'm, do, I'm not are really you feeling out I do not asking that I'm asking do you feel like you're bleeding out oh yeah I mean my my passion is you know I mean uh, you'll I be, remember that you'll be a fan by obligation till death, right? But and but by I, heritage I, I, and by respect and everything else. That's the way oh. you've always done fandom, and I right. appreciate that. Most people pick one team, stick with it for life. That's the point of being a fan, right? But, but when the team was really, really good, I was in my late twenties and early thirties, so I was in a different point in my life. But you know, I can remember getting down on my hands and knees on the carpet when it was third and one and pretending I'm Rigo to get the handoff <laughs> to, get, to get the first down, oh, if, you know. If I only had eight millimeter movies, home movies of that, it'd be so great. Yeah, <laughs> and now I say, well, how are they going to screw this up? You know, what's going to happen here? That's that's the way. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, what else stood out from you uh, from, from NFL week number eight? Because the Packers had played Thursday, I had a mm-hmm. chance to gorge on red zone, and I had a thought about the red zone. I don't know what your feeling is on this. It's been a while since I've really sat on 
Andrew Siciliano in the red zone, you get the Scott Hansen red zone, which yeah. is the NFL product. Mm-hmm. It may be slightly different, but I noticed something, and maybe you red zone fanatics can back me up on this or clarify. I noticed way more split screens now than ever before that mm-hmm. I remember in the red zone. That even in the first quarter, in the first hour of red zone on Sunday, Siciliano or the director is like, let's split them up. Two at a time, three at a time at, at times. And I just find that to be a bit much. Do they feel that's because almost everybody has a TV 60 inches or larger? I suppose, but I still don't want four games on my screen. I don't even want I don't three, either. perhaps. That, uh, but but instead, you're, you, it, you, yeah. you are the one who has been preaching I know. everybody has to have three, three. TVs. I know. Yeah. So, so you of all people, I, I know, but they're three full screen TVs. I mean, like they cripple the pictures. Like there's three games, like when they go three wide or even two yeah. wide, there's a lot of dead space in the 16 by nine aspect of a high def TV. Mm, I don't, uh, you know, again, that, that, that really doesn't, uh, all right. the doesn't other thing face. too, that's tough is that at times I'd be like, why are you splitting the screen here? One team is at the 50. Mm-hmm. And it's third and six. Another team is at the twelve, and it's fourth and one. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see the fifty-yard line game. Get off of that. Right. What one thing Hanson will do a lot is he'll say uh, they're in a timeout in Dallas, so don't worry, you're not missing anything. Right. And that that because a lot of people get panicky, you know. Sure. Oh, oh. And, and they also don't want you to switch over if you have yeah. you know the game on your local channel too. Don't get me wrong. Andrew does a phenomenal job, a superhuman job of knowing all these yeah. different players and providing extra commentary on top of the games that are being shown. I don't know how he does it. That said, I want to know, have they changed how they present Red Zone over the years? Has it gone to more and more split screens through the years? And what do you think about it? Do you like it or do you hate it? Well, I, I, yeah, I don't like the like, multiple split screens. I don't like when they go to the quad box, and sometimes Hanson will really get carried away. And, oh, we got the octobox. Well, the octobox <laughs> is too much for me. I, I just, you know, I'm I'm 63 years old. I I, I can't handle the octobox. You, you know what you call that, Andy? The fakakta box. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, home run. I'm doing a lap. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. The Octobox <laughs> is the Fakakta box. It's too yeah, messed I mean, up. Who, too who much can for you. Pay attention to eight games at once. I'm not a fly. You know, I don't have that. You know? It really is a bit much. Yeah. A yeah. bit much. So, uh, who do you think is the best team in the NFL right now, pending this last Sunday night or and then tomorrow night's Monday night game with the Chiefs and the Giants? I think it's your team. The Green Bay Packers. You, you, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and whatever happened in the opening game, that's a little ancient history. Um, you don't you don't think it's the L.A. Rams at 7-1? Because they went through – of course, they were beating the Texans' breaks off, and then they let them almost come back and cover the spread. Right. Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're, they're good too. But I just think that the Green Bay Packers are the best team, and I think this is – this is a, a year where Rodgers wants to win it all and mm. then say, this is for you. Yeah, right. I'm now I'm leaving. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's funny because the AFC seems to have a lack of super teams. You know, there's teams that are aspiring. Tennessee was a winner over Indy in incredible fashion in overtime. Today, they're 6-2. and two. 
Baltimore is on a bye this week. They're five and two. Buffalo with a sort of grittier than needed win mm-hmm. at home against Miami. They cover the spread. Thank you very much. They're five and two, and New England is starting to creep up now at four and four with Mac Jones. Big statement went out there in L.A. against the yeah. Chargers. Right, and 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 enough already with Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh <laughs> went in there and and did a job without their kicker. I mean, they they had a stupid play yeah. where they had so, the, the so explain what happened. Well. Explain what happened there because I missed it, and Jim Nance did not do a good enough job of resetting what happened. Well, it was a, it was a fake field goal attempt, which you see a snap to the kicker. But the kicker, if he doesn't find his guy, should just throw it away. But no, he's he's out there like it's it's Sunday morning in the park and everybody's in sweatpants and he's dancing around and dancing around. Well, that a dream come true for a football player <laughs> is to b- deliver a knockout punch to the kicker. And sure enough, some guy just blew him up yeah. and uh, and he got a concussion and he was out for the game. That is and, uh, idiotic beyond belief. Yeah, I mean, you should see. Watch the replay. He's 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 like you know dancing around, and yeah, you go long, and you cut across the middle, and you know, I mean, no, it's it's there. Throw it if it's not, throw it out of bounds. But no, he didn't do that. Uh, Chris Boswell mm. uh, just got blown up. Let me go ahead and look at the play here. I know this is a podcast. Everyone's already seen the highlight. They're like, Zane, how come you haven't seen the highlight yet?" And I'm like, "This is what Sundays are. They're busy days, and I'm going around." By the way, I didn't even know that the I thought the Bronco game against Washington was over after the first hail mary was intercepted. Mm-hmm. So I went walking around the house doing some things. I come back, the game is still going on. I'm like, yeah. "What happened?" Yeah, well, what they, happened? They're 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 two of the stupidest plays you'll ever see. All you have to do is is run twice. You, you run the clock down to nothing. Instead, they throw a pass which is incomplete. So Washington <laughs> keeps a timeout in their pocket, and then Melvin Gordon on a routine run is stripped of the ball by Chase Young, and uh, Washington takes over. Like how much 28th. time was left when Washington or when the Broncos took over under a minute? Yeah, something like it was like forty seconds. And it, Washington it was, and Washington had two timeouts, right? They so it's one. it's so it's three knees, and you're right. done. Well, they they needed to they needed to get a first down to completely run out the clock, but oh, they could really? have punted punted it away with like you know fifteen seconds to go or something like that. But they didn't. They, they passed. They, oh my yeah, god! What they idiots. passed. Yeah. All right. Let me let me take a look at this uh, play here. Why is there no audio on this? It should be Chris up. Boswell. I'm watching him it. dancing he's, around. He's around. He's looking, and then kablam! Yeah. He gets blasted after he throws the pass away. But guess what? It was a it was a hit well worth it for Cleveland. Oh yeah. Helmet it's, to it's, helmet. It's so stupid. Football players hate kickers. They, yeah, and they, and they really hate kickers on the other team. So if you got a free shot at a kicker, cowabunga! Oh my <laughs> god! You know what? And Mike, Mike Tomlin, I know you got all irate about being asked if you're going to go to USC. How about next time you don't approve of a play like that? That's a low right. percentage play play that that ended up fucking your team. Uh, the Niners beat the Bears thirty three to twenty two. Jimmy Garoppolo over three hundred yards. Justin Fields. I watched a good chunk of this game. He's got a long way to go. But he's he's an athlete, and he can make some plays. 103 and, yards and a touchdown. He made one scrambling touchdown. But overall, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm not well, sure I see it. It's a, it's a terrible offensive line. It's a terrible coach. Uh, you know, he, he's got some growing to do. He's not really ready to play, but they're playing him. Right. Uh, 19 for 27 passing 
for a buck seventy five. Uh, the Niners claw back to three and four. The Bears are three and five. They're probably done. The Titans win in overtime, thirty four to thirty one. But only oh. after it looked like Carson Wentz had thrown the game away, throwing a pick six from his own end zone, about just, to be just, sacked. Just, just one of the stupidest throws I, I have ever seen. I mean, it, it, it almost uh, lets Mark Sanchez off for the butt fumble. It, it, it was it was worse than that, um, and and they were able to overcome it because he, he managed to get the ball back and take him down the field and send it to overtime. Uh, they lost an OT, but it was it was. I mean, it, it, this he is was a play going like, to be he was going to be sacked. Yeah, it was like it was like so a they were fifteen so, year old in a JV game. Right, so they yeah. were going to lose the lead because the game was tied. Correct. Right. The game was tied, right, and then uh, Tennessee took the lead on the uh, on the fumble pick six in do the end zone, whatever you, it turned give out him, to be. Give, give, do you give them credit for both the big throw to Pittman that got him in position and then the long pass interference call they got in the end zone? Do you give Carson Wentz credit for that or no? It, well, he, I mean, he did a good job of coming back after an idiotic play, but he still made an yeah. idiotic play. <laughs> I'd see, you know, a lot of times you see dumb plays. The DB for uh, the Titans in that game on the P.I. that gave the Colts first and goal down seven with just 15 seconds to go or whatever, his back is turned and he just tackles the receiver before the ball comes down. And I'm thinking, that's bad technique. Shouldn't you know as a DB, I can't do this because it'll be first and goal at the one. It was just amazing to see. And then, of course, there was a pick dropped early in the game by who was it for Washington? That was the easiest pick you've ever seen. Oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Um, yeah, uh, McCain. McCain. Bernie yes. McCain. <laughs> Bernie <laughs> McCain. <laughs> uh, Seahawks smashed the Jaguars thirty-one to seven. So the Jags yeah. are one and six. I mean, when Geno Smith beats the hell out of you, you got nothing going on. Poor Trevor Lawrence. Who knows if he'll ever play for a winner? Uh, the Patriots beat the Chargers 27-24. to Statement game for them to go out there. Uh, like I said, the Saints over the Buccaneers 36-27. to But uh, Jameis Winston hurt. No word how bad it is. They'll have to get him the magnet to see. And then the Cowboys-Vikings are going off as we speak. Mm-hmm. All right. World Series, Andy. Your thoughts? Um... You know, they're on too late. The games go too damn long. Um, and for me to get excited about this one, I'm not. We had a pitcher removed who was throwing a no-hitter. The game needs an overhaul. It needs a big overhaul right now. So I and, talked uh, about this before you came on, and Ken Rosenthal said that they should implement steps to make it a penalty to sort of pull your pitcher, that you, mm-hmm. you want to try to force your pitcher to stay in, that you would lose your DH. Go to universal right. DH, but then say once you substitute your pitcher, you lose your DH. Right, that's fine, but but there's much more. I mean, it, it needs a fix because well, it needs to go faster. Needs to go faster. Needs to go faster, 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 faster. It in every way, shape, or form, faster, 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 faster. It, it's it's a minor. It's become a minor sport. It really is. I mean, to me, to me, it's it's on par with hockey right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's just not you know how can you get how can you get into a game that's gonna that's starting now eight o'clock ish and it's not gonna be over till midnight on a Sunday and it's gonna take hours to play I mean and it's a, a slow pace and it's either yeah. a home run or a strikeout they they need I mean this needs a complete bottom, rebuild bottom one and it's eight twenty six in the East bottom right. of the first 
826. It, 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 it was, Barry Verluga wrote a column about this. He said, he said, and it was all over at 944, the end of the third inning. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I would I would uh, ban the pitchers running a base running jacket though because uh, the other night uh, Granky got a hit and they mm-hmm. immediately bundled him up like some little kid in a jacket. And they used to like, do that all the time. I that know. Used to be standard operating. I know. It's the softest thing ever though, and I understand huh. why they're like got to keep the arm warm, got to yeah. keep it loose, got to keep it warm. I'm like fuck that. They're a ball player. If you get a hit, yeah. get on the bases, run the bases like a man. No, I'm Soft. I'm not. Uh, no. That's that's a memory from my childhood. The pitcher always got the jacket when he got on base. Even like when it was 90 degrees, they gave the pitcher a jacket. All right. Finally, there's this, Andy. Guess who got into the Radio Hall of Fame this weekend? You? <laughs> me. <laughs> Don't you think I would have heard about it? Don't you think I would have asked for you to induct me, Andy? <laughs> oh, that would have been great. If, been I ever, if I ever make it, you're my guy. I appreciate that. I'm not going to make it, though, so just don't worry about your weekends. They'll be free from now until the end of time. Dan Patrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because he's really known as a TV guy. So Dan uh, Patrick, who got into radio in 2007, this great radio lifer, Dan Patrick, a guy who has one, two, three, four guys with microphones to help carry him. Like Sherpas in a luxury coach. A guy who has been TV supported the whole time as a radio host. Never has proven to be able to capture a radio audience, true radio audience, in a true market or nationally and deliver it without the benefit of television coverage. Wow. Hall of Fame. That's that's part of the changing landscape. Let me say this about Dan Patrick. If you watch him do an interview, he knows how to do a radio interview. And the guy who has become the face of ESPN, the fawning, the the lengthy, babbling, 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 just ask the freaking question. And Dan does that really well. Well, So whoop-de-doo. Okay, but there, there. This there is the certain, Hall of Fame, Andy. I understand. I understand, and you know, there maybe there are others who are deserving to get in. But if you want to go to school on how to do a radio interview, watch Dan Patrick. Okay, four guys. The Dan. I, I know. Look, I, I understand. And, it, and the know, Danettes but, often but, have more interesting takes and more personality than Dan himself. Now, Dan so, is a super nice guy from everything I've heard. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But, but as, but, but, but as a radio Hall of Fame. Well, look, the others. Imus had a big crew with him. Uh, Stern has always had Robin Quivers and uh, Baba Bowie and all the other people around him. So having having others work with you. Nobody that's... ever said, "Oh my God, I got to tune into Dan Patrick to see what he says today." He has <laughs> never stirred the pot in any meaningful way. Nice guy, riding cushy with four other dudes carrying him on, carrying him, keeping all his takes nice and medium so that he can always waft cleanly through the celebrity circles he does. And he's been doing it for a whopping 14 years. Hall of Fame. Okay. Would, would, would you put in somebody else who's got some hot takes and just... And, and, your, and I love your your idea for a show, Facts versus Volume. Hey. But the guy who specializes in volume, would you put him in? No. 
No, you no. Uh, the Radio Hall of Fame. I want a radio resume that stretches mm. a minimum of twenty years. That shows a progression in the spoken word, long-form format with you as the principal, if not solo host at times, being able to capture and grow an audience. Man, how many guys have ever done that? Who, who, who is Well, you know known? what? There's a handful of them, and they're all in the Hall of Fame. And now Mr. 14 Years, Dan Patrick, <laughs> is in there as well. <laughs> I'm not going to get as exercised as you are. I, I judge him on talent. I like what I hear. All right, Andy. I'll see you next week. Thanks, bud. Okay, we'll end on this today, and I did not bring it up with Andy on purpose because I know Andy is a go-along, get-along guy, and he just doesn't care. But man, was I right with my prediction from last week with Scott and Solly regarding masks in the People's Republic of Montgomery County. Guess what news item popped up over the weekend? You guys tweeted it to me and emailed it to me over and over. Montgomery County, Maryland, to vote on reinstating indoor mask mandate. (laughs) I told you. In case you don't believe me or you're not a premium subscriber, let's go to the Wayback Machine. Probably the mask. By the way, you were wearing a mask at Harris Teeter? In Montgomery County, you are mandated. By the way, that ends tomorrow. We're going back to the in, in Moco. I, I don't. I don't know this. I believe so. Did uh, you not see this? No, I didn't. I didn't see it's it. It's going to end because you're actually going to hit what many thought was the impossibly low case numbers that were set out months ago. Now the trick is wait until that asshat Ehrlich is it. Elrich. 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 My friend Mark Elrich. Wait That's until Sally's that, guy, guitar wait, lover. Yeah, wait until that guy changes it at the last <laughs> second. There are some people that cannot give up masking. So to think that deep blue Montgomery County, the People's Republic of Montgomery <laughs> County, is going to give up masking voluntarily tomorrow, I would like to see it Sally, before we... I believe it. You'll still wear one anyway out of courtesy in a store. No, I know no. you. <laughs> Told you so. Excuse me. Daddy, you got to be so Okay, then I quit as your son. Do you know what the case rate per 100,000 residents is in order to lift the mask mandate? 50. Yeah, 5-0, that's it. 50 per 100,000. And because the county reported 53.3 on Saturday, (gasps) oh no, put the masks back on! so stupid man i know my math is not great but just let me see if i can figure this out if there was a thousand people that tested positive for covid per 100,000 residents that's um uh, 
1%? Pretty small number. Now, that's only 1% of the people you catch. Number of other people may have it, but they don't get tested. I get it. Still, 1,000 would be 1%. If there was 100 people that tested positive, that would be, let's see if I can do this, 100 goes into 1,000 10 times. That's one-tenth of 1%. Doing good, Baldy. Keep it up. If you only have to hit over 50 new positives to put the masks back on with a mandate, that's one half of one tenth of one percent. <laughs> and I love the precision with which the county reports these cases. 50.63 rose to 53.3 point. Point three. Oh, I guess that's because it's the average of seven days. <laughs> so they're going to vote today. What are we going to do? Masks on, masks off. Masks on, masks off. Masks on, masks off. You know who went on an absolutely spot on riff on this over the weekend? Bill Marr. He laughed. He said, these things are a talisman. They're an amulet worn around your neck to ward off evil spirits. How many microns is a virus? I forget the number. It's so small, though. It can hang in the air, aerosolized by an infected person for hours, hours and hours and hours, just floating and wafting and drifting. But you believe that your mask that allows you to smell things, including your own farts, with holes and, and masks of any sort or variety, scarves, gaiters, cloth masks, masks that you have your favorite baseball team on them. You think that's going to protect The authorities can't give it up. They won't give it up. Hell, the story from Elrich, Solly's buddy, moron, County executive said after that looked like they were lifting the mask mandate, he goes, COVID is definitely not over and we shouldn't act like it is. When will it be over? Who's going to say it's over? Right. That's what I thought. All right. There's my victory lap. I got to take him where I can get him. I got beat up bad on the whole forfeit talk about the Packers and their stunning upset incredible game in the desert against Arizona what a finish that was to the game and oh by the way Aaron Rodgers his Halloween costume why was he growing his hair long and stringy like that it was to be John Wick Keanu Reeves and I gotta tell you he nailed it he's good at quarterbacking he's good at picking out Halloween outfits and costumes that he can grow his facial hair and his hair to make it look really good All right, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Spread the word. As always, I appreciate your downloads and your ears. Feedback can be sent. Zabe at yahoo.com. Rate and review, even though it's a pain in the ass. I know at iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get this podcast, it helps to please and satiate our algorithmic overlords, which we are all sadly becoming slaves to. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time.
When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.